I think like this is fine. Hello. Yeah. Does mine still sound quiet, or does it? Sound no, good? I can I can hear you pretty well. Can okay. you hear you? Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear myself. Well, yeah. Sometimes these these uh these things are a little shoddy. The the jacks and everything. Um. You are you excited? I guess. Dang. All right. Well. How was uh? How did you like the movie today? I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. Alright, well, let's see. Let's get our, everything all set up for us. Um, Yeah, okay. See, so you, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Alright, well, let's play it again, man. You must remember this. Coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They're here. Here's Johnny. <laughs> you know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? All right, what's up, everybody? Steven here. Um, unfortunately, Jason couldn't be with us this week. He passed away. Just kidding. He went to Vegas for his sister's birthday. Happy birthday to his sister. Um, but we have a guest guest uh, host for this for this episode, Shaun of the Dead. Um, guy, pretty knowledgeable with film. Pretty uh, he he pays attention to movies a lot, so that's 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 a good plus. Uh, everybody, welcome to the show, Jerry Rojas. Hello. <laughs> So yeah, we're here. We're going to do Shaun of the Dead 2004, directed by Edgar Wright. It was released on September 24th, 2004. It had a budget of $6.1 million and pulled in about $30 million at the box office. So let's start at the beginning. Where were you when you first saw this movie? I was at a friend's house, um, a mutual friend of ours. Um, I know we were... At that house, we would watch tons of movies. I remember specifically um, him being a big fan of like British comedies, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, myself. And we would like to watch like indie movies. This is like right out of high school, and kind of when you know, for film buffs out there, you're really starting to get into like these indie movies. You're out of like your garden states, and so you're looking for like the next indie hit. And I believe he. He had the movie, and um, he played it. I never heard of any of these actors that were in it before. Yeah. But being a big fan of British comedy, I just like instantly like loved it. So uh, that had to have been the first time that I've seen it, and I've seen it dozens of times after. Yeah, countless, countless times. Yeah, so for me, uh, I was a sophomore in high school. This movie comes out in 2004, and I hadn't heard anything about it, but... I I I pay att- I've always paid attention to what movies are coming out and everything, and this one was kind of flying a little under the radar. And actually, my mom, my mom is the same as me. She pays attention to movies coming out and stuff, but she told me about it, and I hadn't heard of it. Uh, I didn't know any of the actors in it. I didn't know anything about it, and I had seen Dawn of the Dead and Night, yeah. Night of the Living Dead and everything, all that stuff for for years. And I was like, oh, a zombie movie, but it's a comedy. I saw the trailer and. It's so strange thinking about back at that time because yeah. 
like I could pull up YouTube right now and watch any trailer I want to. But yeah, at the time I had to be sitting at a computer and then look for something, and then, yeah, it's just weird. I think <clears throat> no, definitely. Um, so you saw it pretty close to when it. Yeah, well, well. So she had told me about it, uh-huh. and then at the time I had just uh, started hanging out with this dude that I met <clears throat> in one of my classes, and we started. We were like chilling every day because we had a bunch of classes together and everything. And then he was um, guy. I think he was going to spend the night at my house that weekend or whatever, or something. And then my mom took us to go see it, and uh, you I saw just it in yeah, I saw it in theaters. I saw it right down the street here at the Edwards, and I. I didn't know what exactly to expect, but I was just instantly like, dude, I remember laughing so hard yeah. at this movie yeah. in theaters with a group of like a bunch of people. And it was such a awesome, awesome uh, just experience just to see it in theaters and to be introduced to like these people that unknowingly these people, you know, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost these people that I'm just going to fall in love with and, and, yeah. and do, like invest so much time in their careers yeah. and everything. Um, so yeah. And I just remember for weeks and months and years afterwards, like me and him, like when we would hang out, we would just be quoting this movie like all the time. Yeah. And it was, it's, it, I never seen anything like it. Like you said, you're a fan of British comedy. I always love Monty Python and stuff like yeah. that. But this, the way the camera moves and, and the way the, the jokes come out, just the timing of it, all of it was just fucking amazing to me. It was I, pretty awesome. I think I could say safely at that time, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I, like I said, I was a big fan of British comedies, Monty Python. Um, um, I can't even think of any right now. But I was also a big fan of zo- the zombie genre, genre yeah. specifically from the video game Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it's pretty funny. To learn like later on, and I, I know we'll probably get into it, but mm-hmm. learning that that's they, like the origin. That's the kinda. origin of that movie. Yeah, Un- unknowingly, because yeah, you're right. We were we were young playing Resident Evil Two at the same time. They were obviously they were yeah. like ten years older than us or something, but um, they were playing those games too, and that's kind of like what sparked it. So you know what's interesting about that too? Now that I think about it, and maybe why I liked it so much at that time, I wasn't really willing to admit it, but. I was a big fan of rom rom coms. I watched a lot of them <laughs> as a young like yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, I was in I don't know, my mid probably even my later twenties that I actually accepted and, you know, gladly shared my love for them. And this movie is, you know, it is a rom com as well. Yeah. And so I always think about that, like, oh, is that why I really like this movie? <laughs> I love zombies, I love British comedy, and I love a good rom com. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, that's where we were when we first saw the, this movie for the first time. So, go into a little bit about the origins of the movie, how it was made, when it was made, and stuff like that. So, for those of you who don't know, me and Jerry are very, very big fans of Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and their whole team. So, after I saw this movie, I had another friend mm-hmm. that was a huge horror fan, and he had like every horror movie ever. And he had a few shows that I had seen before I really loved and then they got canceled and he yeah. had them on DVD so he would let me borrow them and then you know I was bringing back his movies and then I'm like what's this and he's like oh these are the guys that did that did Shaun of the Dead and I was uh-huh. like oh really and then he lets me borrow the DVD set of his and it's the show Space that Edgar Wright 
He directed every episode, Simon Pegg and Jessica Hines, who is in Shaun of the Dead, briefly. They wrote every episode together. And then uh, Nick Frost being Simon Pegg's roommate for years and years, they brought him on the show without any acting experience Mm -hmm. at all. And, uh, yeah, that show, I, I, I put it in and I watch it, and it's just, I mean... It's just fucking gold. Yeah, it's, it's so like funny. It. There, there was just, like Ed, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. They have impeccable timing when it comes to comedy and kind of, kind of just. I don't know. They're they're they're, they're very good at making silly things seem normal. Yeah, if that makes sense. They they do. I think the silly things. I think the the flaws in their characters. Uh, they. And they present them in a silly way, but they also make it so like relatable, yeah, and yeah. realistic. Yeah, that definitely gets th- there in this movie. Oh, Simon Pegg yeah. has scenes where he's he's going for it, and he's he's convincing too. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's uh, I think that's like the charm of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, yeah. their abilities to to write those. Um, so you watch Spaced? I watched Spaced close, like maybe a year after Shaun of oh, the Dead that's came interesting. out. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm was, I know that I watched Shaun of the Dead. I didn't get to watch it in the theater. I might have been a senior in high school, so maybe a couple years after it came out, so mm-hmm. maybe 2006. And then I watched Spaced after. Um, I I watched that as at our friend's house as well. Yeah. I know that once we would get into movies, we would start kind of digging in and like, oh, who are these guys? Who yeah, is yeah. Edgar Wright? Who is Simon Pegg? You mm-hmm. know? And uh, I watched Spaced there a little bit, and then I ended up staying in Seattle for a summer, and I watched Spaced every single day of day. <laughs> and this is kind of like early... Stre- I wouldn't even want to say streaming online. Yeah. It was... You would have to find a website that just happened. Yeah, it's not happen. like Netflix. No. You're not watching stuff on Netflix. And... I watched it, dude, I, I tell you, uh, I watched it every day, cycled it back yeah. for the three months that and I was it, And it, you honestly have to do it that much because yeah. every single time you watch a show, you find something more funnier than the last time and you find something new yeah. and you it's just a, a reference that you missed to a different mm-hmm. movie or a different show or, or anything and it's fucking, it's, it's so, so funny. So... In the show space, there's an episode where um, Simon Pegg's character, Tim, is playing Resident Evil 2. And he's been up all night. Apparently, he took speed from some dudes that they met in a bar or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and uh, he starts hallucinating, and then he imagines himself. The The episode actually starts off with him killing zombies in his apartment. And then you find out that he's just playing Resident Evil 2. And apparently, that episode and that idea is what blossomed into Shaun of the Dead. He, yeah. um, Edgar Wright pitched the idea to Simon Pegg and mm-hmm. then they went around, they shopped it. A lot of people passed on it because mm-hmm. some people just didn't get it. They didn't know it. They're like, oh, this doesn't seem that scary and it doesn't seem that funny either, which is yeah, incredibly stupid. But yeah, it, it took them about eight weeks to write it all together, uh, Simon Pegg and, and Edgar Wright. I think them writing together is is pretty good oh, uh yeah they do they wrote together all three of the cornetto tr- like trilogy mm-hmm. movies and those ones are always really really funny apparently um yeah they shot it in london uh through may and june of 2003 and when it came out uh, i didn't know this 
Uh, it got nominated for two British Academy Awards. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know which ones, but I know yeah. I know the producer. Um, what was her name? Nira Park. Uh-huh. Yeah, the producer. So, um, she produced Space as well. She, yeah. So she's worked with Edgar Wright. Uh huh. And um, she was heavily involved in shopping it around. Mm-hmm. And. You know, she found, like, the studio that was willing to, to work with them. Yeah. And she got nominated, and she won an award for a British, like, an independent award. Like or a BAFTA some, or something? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, she won it for, like, best, like, newcomer. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. And That's it, it's, interesting. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to see because Edgar Wright is, is what? He's top. Dude, I, I, top I think he's... Billing that, he, yeah, I know? think he's one of the best directors working today, Simon for sure. Craig, highly yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Edgar Wright, just to talk a little bit about him, he, he, well, we could talk about him when we do the cast, but, so, they filmed this movie, um, traditionally I saw, I, I read that, um, Helen Mirren was approached to yeah. be Barbara, which mm-hmm. I was like, dang, that would have been really funny, but, um, yeah, she, she passed on it because mm-hmm. she didn't think her character was very funny and she would have rather done that, and then also, what I didn't know, and God, I wish I would have seen space beforehand is uh they originally only had 40 zombies for the movie yeah and they needed a whole lot more for the filming and so they put out a call for space fans to be brought in oh, and they yeah. ended up having 150 zombies and i'm just like god that would have been so fucking <laughs> oh, cool would have been so there would have been so awesome yeah i think the movie takes about nine weeks to shoot and then they release it the following year and uh, mm-hmm. is there anything else that you, you found in your research that, that was, you found interesting? Yeah, there's a... So, I came across, like, an oral history of Shaun of the Dead in, like on the Entertainment Weekly website. Uh-huh. And it was pretty cool because they had the cast. It was right there. Park was there. Peg was there. And they were reliving... Um, I believe at that time it was the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And they kind of mentioned some of the things, like you said, like they had the space cast come... Oh, not... Spaced fans. Uh-huh come up on board um i think and i mean i guess we can get into this later but edgar wright his filming techniques are very particular to him yeah they definitely. obviously he he borrows a lot from his you know he's influenced yeah but they're very he's molded them into edgar wright oh yeah I, yeah and i think that from what i read that they said the first day of shooting that they shot the one shot both of them of Sean walking to the store. Yeah, yeah. On the first day, because he wanted to establish to the cast and the crew that he was serious about doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he filmed both those shots in, on the first day. Uh huh. And these guys were like, "Oh wow, he's he's not kidding." You yeah. Know? And it, and it's interesting because he, I know in that article he says that Shaun of the Dead isn't his dictatorial. Uh, debut. Yeah, he has like another. I don't know if it's student film or I don't know if he's being a bit cheeky. Mm-hmm. But it's very well put together. Oh no, it's. You know it's I mean, he, like he knows what he wants. Yeah, and then I mean, all the practice he gets on space. Yeah, it, it's just it's. And if and if you guys haven't seen space, and you're a fan of cinematography or storytelling like visual storytelling yeah he, he's he's a, a master class. he's a master at, at visual storytelling it's ridiculous how good he is so i guess we'll talk about edgar wright a little bit more like what you're saying is you know he borrows a lot from other people but mm-hmm. the same way like tarantino took from like every movie he ever saw but now you see it and you're like oh he did it yeah. he does it this way and everything like 
you know, there's a lot of Sam Raimi and oh, Edgar Wright yeah. stuff, like quick, yeah, like quick yeah. swipes and and um, just like we said, the visual storytelling nature, and and that's what I was trying to figure out too. Is he has to be, but I want to know like at what capacity, how involved he is in the editing process, because yeah. from a any other type of filmmaker, you could take a bunch of different shots and just give them to any editor, yeah. Um, and they could put them together however they want. But things are so specifically the pushes, the pans, the reveals, all all that stuff. That yeah, like he he spins the camera specifically to spin into the next shot of yeah. of another scene, and it's just it's you're never bored watching one no. of his movies. And it's and it's yeah, he has to be like. He has to be heavily involved. I, I'm, I'm assuming in the editing, maybe space because it was such a low production, yeah, or small production, and then we see it into into this movie, but it has to be so important because it helps move the plot along. There's parts of dialogue that rely on camera movement as well. You know, yeah, it's not just our two characters in frame speaking. It's you hear a voice from the outside, and it's a quick pan. Yeah. And then these guys are introduced, so he introduces his character. You know what it also reminds me of is a lot of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. The way he... It's visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also people... So Steven Spielberg's pretty famous for having people talk over each other. Yeah. Um, I feel like Edgar Wright has a version of doing that. Where it's... People not talking over each other, but people finishing each other's sentences yeah. and putting together whole conversations through just... And you see that in the beginning of the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. When... yeah. I mean, you see it throughout, but the... it's it's immediately established. It, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? He's... he's, he's yeah. Um, people like um, Tarantino and like Scorsese, how they use yeah. um, like artist music to enhance the the scene of and he does it in and he does it in spaced as well too oh yeah and he does it in a way like you're right like quentin tarantino and other directors use music like david fincher is pretty um he's pretty well known for you you know relying not relying on music but using it for his movies but edgar writes the way he uses it is it he's it's different than no it it definitely And, and it really ties in it's uh, I don't know if he's poking fun at it of it, but it's I don't know. I love it. That's one part of the uh, of his filmmaking that I just can't wait to see. Which is interesting. I know this is off topic, but to see his new movie. Oh yeah. To how you know it's going to play a part. Obviously, he's a more it's more matured, but yeah, you know it's going to be in there. And it's just cra- It's crazy seeing his progression from space, which is brilliant, awesome, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then. Just Shaun of the Dead being that much better—not necessarily better of content, but better of like how well he's putting things together. Yeah. And then it just keeps on growing with Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, The World's End, and Baby Driver. I think as funny and crazy as that movie, it's definitely a lot more yeah. grounded. And um, you see, you see him grow every every movie. It's he's getting better and better, and he's using those techniques and he's cutting out like all the extra and just getting better and better and better at it so cheers yeah all right um so we'll talk about the cast a little bit um we can't say too much about the larger cast because i feel like we don't we haven't seen a lot of their work yeah um apart from nick frost and simon pegg and jessica hines and stuff but um so yeah so first up we got simon pegg who 
you know, we're really big fans of his, um, specifically because we saw this movie, we saw Space, and then knowing that he's he wrote every episode with Jessica Hines, formerly Jessica Stevenson, mm-hmm. on that show, to know that he wasn't just the actor in the show, because, I mean, he's got impeccable comedic timing, and, you know, like we said in the scenes in this movie where he's crying, you you believe him. Like yeah, he's, he's he's a good actor. And um Yeah, him 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 writing with Edgar Wright I think is always the most fun. Um yeah. even though I, I really I really like the writing in space. It's fucking really, really good. Mm-hmm. But um so he <laughs> he does space with Edgar Wright and then they put this movie together. And then after that they do hot fuzz mm-hmm. and um then his career like starts taking off like crazy uh he's in star trek he's in a few mission impossibles yeah. um and he gets to start doing a lot of stuff that you know we had this conversation before in space he plays a really big nerd yeah and he loves sci-fi and he loves all the all this stuff so all these shows that he grew up watching star trek mission impossible like it's Star Wars. Yeah. He's in all those franchises. Now. Yeah, he's, he's in, in. He's helped. Um, I know, right? He helped write some of the sec- the sequel. uh the th- the third the Star th- Trek. The yeah, third Star Trek. Yeah, he's in Star Wars though. You can't really. Yeah, you don't know it's him, but but I'm sure he would have loved to play. Oh yeah, you know any any anything, <laughs> dude. Daniel Craig's a stormtrooper yeah. for like two minutes, not even that long, like thirty seconds. Uh yeah, and then he does some other stuff like he does that movie Paul. Uh, I think him and Nick Frost write that movie, which I, I like that movie, but I think um, it was missing Edgar Wright. Yeah, I, just the direction. I think I that's think so. that's what was missing. But it's still still a fun movie. And then after that, we got uh, Nick Frost. It's amazing to me that he had. I mean, I know this ha- this has happened with other actors in the past, but he had no acting experience None, whatsoever. Yeah. And um, they just brought him on to be the character Mike in space. And yeah. he's fucking hilarious in that. that. It just goes to show that he's just a funny guy He's a funny guy, which is, right, is that's... So, like, how they met, right, he worked at a Mexican restaurant that yeah. Simon Pegg's girlfriend worked at at the time. Yeah, I think that's... And so she introduced him, and she was like, hey, this guy, you have to meet him. He's the, like the funniest guy I've ever met, uh-huh. and in that um, EW article, he comments on that, and he's like, "Oh, I ditched the girlfriend, and me and, <laughs> and Nick moved in." Yeah, which is funny because they reference uh, that sort of like relationship in um, Spaced and in this. Yeah, movie. yeah. It's yeah. like that's not my boyfriend. <laughs> hey, Here, babe. hey, babe. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he brought he put, brought him in. I know that the studio, the the studio that picked up Shaun of the Dead, asked. To replace him mm-hmm. because they were like, well, we don't know who he that is. That would have been a horrible, horrible and they were like, decision. No, we wrote this, this movie. This is our team. We, like, yeah, we, we wrote this, this movie for because a lot of the movie, as they were saying, is it is written on their actual life, like yeah, the routines that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, I could not imagine Hell no. anybody else playing that role. No. Granted, I'm not super familiar with a lot of the British actors at that time, but Nick Frost in that role is just... He's just perfect. He's perfect, perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah, so he he does space, and then he does this, and then obviously he's in the other two Cornetto trilogy movies, Hot Fuzz and The World's End. But he's done some other... And he does Paul, but he's done some other, other stuff. He has like he had his own TV series. Um, I think they produced a TV series on Amazon. It got canceled. It was like a Ghostbusters type 
show. Oh. It was called like Truth Seekers or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he worked uh, with like Spielberg's production team on the Adventures of Tintin. Oh, really? He, yeah, he well, did. Simon Pegg worked on did, did he work on that too? I think Simon Pegg is in that movie. Is he? I, I think he is. I did not know that. Yeah, he was in that. He was on a, in a movie called Pirate Pirate Radio that I remember watching. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was an interesting movie, and yeah, man, he just his his, and he's such a different person mm-hmm. in space and and then in this movie, and in this movie he's just really really funny. He's got some of the best lines of the whole thing. Oh, he does. Yeah. Um, and I was having like. It, it's it's strange. It doesn't translate into reality because you understand that him and him and Sean have been friends for a really really long time. Mm-hmm. And as an audience member, we give him a pass because yeah, he's really funny in the yeah. movie. But in the reality of which they live in, those things wouldn't be funny. They would be fucking life threatening. Yeah. They would be an- annoying. And like, it's ha- it's hard for you to understand. This is the first time that I thought about it. This is the uh-huh. last time when we watched it. The first time I was, I was thinking about it, I was like, it's hard for me to believe that Sean wouldn't have ditched him like a long ass time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Nick Frost's character. And then after that, we have. Kate Ashfield, who mm-hmm. is a, you know, she's a prolific British actress she's in a movie called The Baker, The Hangman, When the Lights Go Out. Her in this movie, I I like her a lot. She's she's she seems like she would be a fun girlfriend yeah. just because of how she's dealing with this whole zombie mm-hmm. situation and everything. She seems like a, a genuinely a good person, and you know, she takes charge. She takes charge when fucking David and and everybody else yeah. aren't doing anything. She's rational, but uh, and I and I like I like Kate um, Ashfield, right? Kate Ashfield. Kate Ashfield. Yeah, Kate Ashfield's for performance in it. You believe she is fed up with Sean at the mm-hmm. beginning, and then you start to see her come around, and you and you know she, she plays a good part in it. My only problem with her <laughs> in the role is I I just always asked after I saw Space is mm-hmm. why didn't they cast jessica hines as his girlfriend and maybe it's because you know what you were saying studio didn't want her or she had other things to do or whatever that's a question i would like to find out yeah you know i did i did i know we talked about that before yeah and so i did a little digging it to try to see why they didn't use jessica hines when Mm -hmm. you know that space um crew was so tight yeah and i was like you and i was like okay maybe it was a studio sort of thing but it turns out that Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright approached her specifically. Oh, really? To be in the movie, she was at an, an award, another British awards. They were all there. Yeah. And they they went up to her. They're like, "Hey, we want you to be in this like apocalyptic like zombie comedy movie." Yeah. And yeah. she was like, "All right, I'm in." And she was like, "I didn't know who they were at the time. Like, she didn't know anything about them." And she was just, "Wait, this is before Spaced? No, this is after. This is." Uh, after space, when they're writing Shaun of the Dead, that they approach not. I'm sorry, they didn't approach Jessica Hines. They approached Kate oh, Ashfield. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's so. It's so seems, they they wanted her. So they wanted her. Interesting. Yeah. So they approached her. She didn't like. I said she. So like I, I didn't know. No idea who because they were. even space. I. It turns out I know it was like a big hit, but it was still kind of like an underground. Yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. And she was like, I don't know who these guys are, uh-huh. but they seem pretty enthused 
my guess, but she was. That's <laughs> Damn, what she said. That's really funny. And so I was like, huh. So I mean, as to why, I don't know. Maybe I I do. Okay, so Kate Ashfield, she's great in the movie. Yeah. Um, I I just I I love Jessica Hines I do so too, much. Yeah. Like I would I would marry that woman. She's so fucking funny. But. It, it would have been interesting to see her as that character. It would have, um, yeah. But I also think that it would take away from like a great joke that they have in there that they run into her every now yeah. and then, and that you know when they when they cross each other on the walk to the Winchester and yeah. like all that, like Martin Freeman's there and other people from yeah. the office, and it's that's a great joke. And it is. and and talking about that specific well we could talk about that when we when we go into the scene so mm-hmm. yeah that's kate ashfield she's she's great in the movie and uh yeah oh yeah. one quick note i know that they um they wanted kate winslet to play that role no shit yeah but she ended up passing i think she showed initial interest yeah and in the end she was like you know what no, I'm gonna go ahead and pass. That would have been great. That would have been awesome. That I think that would have been, been so great. And, and like yeah. you know, Kate Winslet is obviously an amazing actress, and most people know her yeah. as being a very dramatic actress and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've both seen the show um, extras from Ricky Gervais. She has a com- comedic side. It's a, show, yeah, yeah, it's a comedic. It's a comedic show, and by God, is she fucking hilarious in that show. Imagine that cast, though, if it was Helen Mirren. Yeah. You got Bill Nye, uh, Kate Winslet, yeah. you know. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> fucking crazy. Been, yeah, it would have been insane. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, like we said, that's Kate Ashfield. Um, next up, we got Lucy Davis, who is famous from The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was also in uh, Wonder Woman. I think she was only in the first, yeah, only in the first one. But she's fucking really funny in this movie. She's great in this movie. Uh, yeah. Her like she she fits in with their like yeah. Edgar Wright and all their dynamic, the writing and everything so well. And she has some really really great um, scenes where she gets to shine, like when she's teaching them how to act like a zombie and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's great. You were telling me earlier that I like, and I didn't know. I I, I might have done it because I remember going through the DVD and they have like those comic strips or whatever. At but I don't remember her character surviving. Yeah. Um. You said she like hides up a tree or something. So in one of the uh, Blu-ray releases in the uh, extras sections, they have some extra like storyboards, and it kind of gives us a little background onto some of the, I guess. I wouldn't call them plot holes, but some of the questions we've had. Yeah. Like, oh, where did Sean go when he left and when he was he trying to... Zombies yeah, he was trying to give them the slip. It answers that. It answers what happened to her. Because initially, we're just like, oh, she's dead. She's toast. Yeah. You know? But it's interesting, and I, I've learned this, you know, when you're in a movie. If you don't see somebody actually die, yeah, then they're probably not dead. But we never get the answer. Yeah. So in those ex- um, extended storyboards... We see that she does escape, and she runs up, and she's hiding in a tree. I almost want to say, and I probably shouldn't say it on the podcast because I don't know for sure, but I'll, I'll check back. Fuck it. That I think they say that she's hiding in the tree, and she survives by eating some of David's arm. <laughs> I, I want to say... Or his leg. She's got his yeah, leg. Yeah, she has his leg. Yeah. So I'm all... <laughs> There's shit that they come by in the in the morning. They're yeah. there in the nighttime. I don't... I tell you, I think that's what... I, I, I'm going to check. I'm, I'll check back in a minute. <laughs> but I'm almost positive. That's funny. So, yeah, that's great. That would have been funny to see, but... So that's Lucy Davis. She plays Diane. Um, she's really awesome in this movie. Um... 
Next, we got Dylan Moran. Um, he's famous from a show he did for a long time um, called Black Books uh, with the guy who's uh, he's in his co-star in Black Books is also in Spaced and he's also um, in Hot Fuzz as well. He's his, his co-star? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. It, he's the uh, Bilbo from, from Space, the, oh. the comic shop owner. He's, he's on that he's show. A, he's a. I know he's a famous British actor. Yeah, as uh, you can tell we are not located in the UK. So sorry to our yeah. English friends. Out yeah, there, we we're, our our audience is one percent from the UK. Sorry, one percent. We'll get better. <laughs> yeah, but Dylan Moran's a famous uh, Irish comedian. Apparently, I, I didn't yeah, know he was he, a comedian. Yeah, he's, he's but he's 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 in this, and he's fucking. You know, he's really annoying in it. But he, you know, he still has funny moments in it yeah. just because of how like fucking weird and quirky his his, um his character is and he's also in uh run fat boy run with simon Pegg. that's an interesting movie to talk about too because simon Pegg. i know he if you've ever seen that movie and you're a fan of like Shaun of the dead or edgar wright it has elements of it because simon Pegg wrote it but it's missing something and it kind of sucks in some parts Uh uh-huh and it's because it's directed by david schwimmer (laughs) (laughs) so how simon Pegg? i have a question for you why David Schwimmer? You yeah, know, I don't yeah. know if it was just you know Edgar Wright was just unavailable, unavailable, yeah. or maybe Simon Pegg wanted to branch off on his own because yeah. that movie's lacking what we talked about. Yeah, because it has it has good elements of it, but it I remember funny jokes, I remember it? when we were watching it, it. There's a staleness to it's, how it how it's shot. That's what it is, and how the camera moves, it's, and it's yeah, it's like there's like so many close-ups. Yeah, of talking you're right that's exactly what it's missing it's so stale mm-hmm. and we're, these jokes that normally i don't want to say like simon pig wrote and they rely on them but i guess maybe he was so used to working with mm-hmm. and you're right that they needed that extra storytelling because they hit but they don't hit as sharp yeah definitely not but yeah he's uh david in this he's kind of the antagonist of the movie because he's always He's you the anti Sean, yeah. Yeah, he's always he's always, you know, poking at Sean's faults and obviously he's in love with Liz. Yeah. And you know, he kind of brings a group down on like every level because even, you know, he's dating Diane, but he doesn't he's really so love her. Yeah, yeah, in love with Liz and everything. And then it all comes to a head later on when he right before he dies and he takes a shot at Sean and yeah, there's no he's... bullets in the gun. So it, like his character is annoying, but I think without it was well played, yeah, yeah definitely, it. definitely well played. And without that character, there would not be as. I mean, obviously, there's a high tension across the board because yeah. there's zombies out to try to eat everything. But within the group dynamic, if everybody was getting along all the time, it wouldn't be nearly no. as interesting. Well, you, that's right. Right, one of the elements of storytelling is you need that sort of conflict within. Um, you need a conflict, right? And then they have it within themselves. Yeah. I think also it's interesting that every one of the main characters has something that they're trying that more. It's like they're more conflict, right? So it's a conflict within versus like the conflict with or conflict with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets a sort of redemption or they get that growth, right? And he doesn't necessarily get his. He, no, he's about to. He's on the verge. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's right after. <laughs> In the Winchester, right after he pulls that whole bullshit with him about yeah. to shoot Sean's mom, which uh, Liz points it out that, oh, I understand what he's trying to do. And we all know in a zombie movie, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. 28 days later, right? Kill him right away. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, remind me, I have something interesting about that too okay. later. But right, and then so he's gonna shoot Sean's mom, but we're not quite sure that he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. He's really doing it because he's like he doesn't fuck like Sean. Sean. Um, and then Diane, that's like her moment where she gets over it, like she accepts, like, oh, you know what, our relationship is just a fraud, like a fart, like, um, pretty much we're done. Yeah, he, he comes out. It turns out that he's in love with Liz, and he apologizes to Diane and she tells him, you know, I'm not, maybe I'm not the one you should be apologizing to. Uh And right before he gets his redemption arc, (laughs) he's standing right next to the window for those who haven't seen it. And he's just a night. The zombies decide to break in. They're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm sick of him. I know. And and he gets the goriest death in the the whole movie. movie. Almost like they already like, Oh, I already know everybody hates this guy. (laughs) Yeah. So So he gets torn to pieces. (laughs) Right, they dig into his abdomen, which is a great. I mean, something else we could talk about too is the the special effects. Oh yeah, definitely. Practical. He is torn to pieces. Yeah. It's, his, head it, com- his head comes. His up. head com- almost comes off. His, legs- his head does come <laughs> off. His legs come off, and then we learn that you know what, Diane eats him in the tree. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I positive. So she gets, you know, she gets her thing too. So all right, so that's David Moran. He's 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 awesome in this. Or yeah. Dylan Dylan Moran. Sorry, David's the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, next up, we got Penelope Wilton, who plays uh, Sean's mom. She's famous, uh, very prolific British actress. I think I saw that they they casted her because they liked her from a sitcom she was in in the eighties. Oh, um, okay. obviously they approached Helen Mirren first, but she passed on it. But Penelope Wilton's also been in like Downton Abbey, and she's in that show Afterlife. Yeah, Richard she is. That you like? She's great in that too. Um, her in this movie, she. I mean, it's funny that. Helen Mirren passed on it because she wanted more funny shit yeah. like the, all the other characters. But the way Penelope uh, uh, Wilton plays Barbara in this movie... It's so funny. It's super funny, It's great, man. It's, yeah. it's fucking really funny. Like, she she has a really expressive face. Yeah, she um, does. She has some really great bits with, with Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she has this um, kind of this, uh, I don't know, like, after-school special type, like, mom mom vibe with sean all the time like a soft voice and everything and then she's very caring yeah and then you get a little bit of her like real i mean obviously she's acting like that and she's doing a great job at acting like it but then you get a little bit more of her acting chops when she kind of snaps at sean in the kitchen yeah um and yeah she just she's really good in this movie and i'd never seen her in anything i mean i I had never seen any of these people in anything no but she's she's awesome in this and and i think I mean, Helen Mirren's Helen Mirren. She's got a great career and an Oscar and everything. So I just think she would have had a lot of fun working yeah. with these people. I think, you know what? It, maybe it happened for the for the best because Helen Mirren, um, she obviously, she, I'm pretty sure she would have killed the role because yeah. she's just great. Yeah. But something about uh, Penelope uh, Wilton. Wilton that she has, like, Helen Mirren has a very, I don't want to say posh, but very. Like a British, like regal. English regal, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of character, and obviously she could play, but Penelope looks like yeah, a, yeah, your average, mom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe in like you said, the UK she might recognizable, but none of us know her, and we're just like we could easily buy into like, oh, that's Sean's mom. I will say this: if it was Helen Mirren, it'd be a lot more understandable why Nick Frost wants a banger so bad. That part, so yeah, because Nick Frost is where I'm just like, oh, I, wonder, I don't understand what he sees. People yeah. are into some weird things, so I was like, whatever. But you know what? 
it would make sense maybe if they wrote it initially for Helen yeah, Mirren. Yeah. Why Nick Frost is is so trying <laughs> trying to get after it. But you know what? Um, she's great, like you said, when her acting chops pull out when she snaps at Sean. And it's one of the the only two moments that we get to see her break from her uh, right her, like nice little mom. Yeah, because she's bit one of her things is that she's not trying to be inconvenient in any way. Yeah, anybody. and I, I think it also plays on the fact that, uh, like, people from Britain are usually very reserved, reserved, and don't talk about their feelings don't and don't talk, talk about, about like anything. And, and she and yeah, so she's like totally plays in, in like pat like passive very aggressive passive, and, and then um, ultimately that kind of where her downfall is because that's what leads her to go. Uh, check on her neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, Colin Quinn. Is that no? Not Colin Quinn. Not Colin Quinn. Colin uh, Quinn is the Colin guy Quinn from... was on SNL. Yeah. Uh, Colin, I can't remember his last name. He's on Whose Line Isn't Anyway, which is probably why he's in this movie because well, Whose Line was uh, Whose Line Isn't Anyway. I know at that time was in England. Oh, really? Yeah. So like the, before Drew Carey. Yeah, because I always thought that it was just so random. That, yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but he's been in a lot of things. But essentially, everyone knows him from um, from that, and he's the neighbor, right? So he's he's their bald neighbor as they're trekking in through the pajamas, the, yeah, through the alleyway, and she she mentions to Sean like, "Oh, our you know the neighbors are here, and I think they're here," and she sees him, and then because she's so, I don't want to say that she's unaware of what's going on, but she's so used to being like the nice person, yeah, the nice mom that she goes and. I guess opens a sliding door because because he's inside. He's inside, and you don't see the glass broken. So he, yeah. so she had to have let him out. Yeah, and she gets bit, and then at towards the end, you know, she didn't let them know because she didn't want Sean to worry. Yeah, which is something very motherly. Um, and you know, she eventually like dies, and I think like her death scene is she's really great in it. Yeah, I mean everything that goes on in that scene is is. Is pretty awesome, but like we, you know, she tells Sean like, oh, she loves him, and I don't know. It's she's great in it. Yeah. So um, next up we have Peter Saratinowitz, who plays uh, Pete. I love Pete. <laughs> yeah, I I I love Peter, whatever the hell his last name is, a lot. Um, he's recently a little bit more famous for playing the Tick for three seasons on Amazon Prime. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in John Wick 2. Yeah. And we know him mostly from Space, where he plays uh, Simon Pegg's character's arch nemesis, Dwayne Benzie. Dude, he, him as Dwayne Benzie. And he's playing a little bit of a Dwayne in this movie. Yeah. Dwayne Benzie is so awesome. He's <laughs> such a prick. <laughs> And they call him right in this movie too. They call him Pete. Yeah, it really prick. sets him off. Pete Dude, sets off Pete. But it, the it, Dwayne Benzie character. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Space, and you're a fan of Edgar Wright, you have to watch this. Yeah. It's Jesus. It's so funny. And I, I honestly, I've, I've famously said myself amongst my group of friends, um, I think that there are probably like top three villains of all time: <laughs> Darth Vader. Shooter McGavin, Dwayne Benzie. Dwayne Benzie. So fucking funny, man. So kind of like to like explain his character. Yeah. He's what? He's he's the antithesis. He's also like the... The, the an- antagonist. Antagonist. He's the antithesis, antithesis of Sean. Like, and, yeah. Um, I can't even think of his name in in uh, Space. Um, 
Tim. Tim. Yeah. Um, right? Because he's he's got the... He's well, got a job. He's got money. I guess, you know what? Okay, so his characters do differ a little bit between both of them because in Spaced, he's driving like a nice like sports car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got a good job. He's He's got um, the cell phone. Uh-huh. He speaks like this or something. <laughs> hey. Dwayne Benzie. Dwayne Benzie. Dude, just so just so good. Yeah, and then... I mean, obviously, he's and by no means Dwayne Benzie in this movie, no. though, because there are, obviously, him and fr- uh, Sean are friends. They live together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even when he comes downstairs and he's really pissed off, once Sean says, oh, we split up with Liz, he's you could see, like, he yeah. understands. And he doesn't get angry again until... Yeah. Until um, he gets called a prick. He gets called a prick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that that's Peter Saren... Sarah... Whatever. You know what? Can I add one more thing about him? Yeah, sure. I think the way, and then this goes back to Edgar Wright introducing his characters, the way that he's introduced in this movie with uh, his reveal is he comes off as, right, because we're like, oh, he's a little bit of the antagonist. His, his Sean is brushing his teeth or something in the yeah. morning. Shuts the medicine cabinet. And he's behind him. And he's right behind him. <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude, this guy is, is menacing. Menacing, you know? yeah. and, and then you find out he's a prick. And then later... Um, and I, I kind of want to get into this later too. Yeah, he Sean. It's already the next morning, so the outbreak is already yeah. is already full flung. And um, but Sean is still completely oblivious to it. He's in the bathroom again, closes the medicine cabinet, <laughs> and who do you see in the back? You see yeah. the shadow, the shadow of him. So um, yeah, so that's that's uh, Peter Serafinowitz. Serafinowitz. Sorry, Pete. Uh, yeah, sorry, Pete. We couldn't get your name right. Um, and then couple honorable mentions uh Ra- rafa spall i think that's how you say his first name rafa rafa spall um he's the kid in the that works with him at uh, uh he plays noel no he, yeah. he works with them at the at the um no what, what do they work too. at like a like a it's british like an best buy or something it's like a, yeah an electronics store. um yeah so that guy he's he's great in this movie he's super funny he's got a little tiny part and then we see him again at the end when yeah. he's a zombie <laughs> yeah. working um, and then he goes on to actually do a lot of stuff. Um, he's in. Um, he's in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he's I in Hot Fuzz. No, he's in Hot Fuzz. He's in Hot Fuzz, and he's one of the Andes, and he is fucking hilarious Dude, in I that did movie. Not, it wasn't until later that I realized that they were the same guy. Yeah. Because, well, he loses a lot of weight. Yeah. He too. like he grows up. Um, but he's in. Um, he's in uh, fuck Prometheus, and he's also in. Is that movie with the tiger on the boat? Uh, tiger boat. Tiger boat. <laughs> no, that's a. Uh, uh, damn, I had it before I made that stupid joke. It's a good job. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, it won an Academy Award. <laughs> it did. It, the kids on the boat. Uh, it was. Tiger. It was praised for its like CGI and heartfelt <laughs> moments. It's a great piece of cinema. That having a film podcast, <laughs> you would assume that the podcasters would know. I'm a guest. So I'm not going to take the blame for it. <laughs> uh, so my guest doesn't know enough about movies, and that was just a test for him. But um, anyway, moving on. Last Silver honorable... lighting playbook. That's what it was. <laughs> Last honorable mention. Uh, we'll talk. We'll just talk about Jessica Hines a little bit. Oh yeah. You know she's only in this movie like for maybe a total of like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she's awesome. We we love yeah. her from. She was she. Um, her and uh, Simon Pegg teamed up on a short film that they did about or no i don't know if it was a short film or like little series they're like in a mental hospital i can't remember i i've i've seen clips of it on the internet but they teamed up early on 
realized that they got along together really well and started writing together. They wrote every single episode of the two seasons of Space that there are. She's super duper funny and really, really talented. And like we said, she's only in this movie for a little bit, but she comes out and the jokes are just really funny. Because if you're, I mean, I guess we could talk about it a little bit later, but there's just like this familiarity that you get between the two right of them away right yeah. away without even knowing like yeah. their history and yeah she's and i'm sure that like for fans of spaced at the time it was like saw, oh my god they were like yeah. oh my god you know what i wanted what do you think her i mean like what was her what do you think her purpose in the movie was because it's interesting that they bring her on and i I don't want to say well. Obviously, she plays a very vital role in it because she's the she shows up with the with the yeah with the army with the army at the end yeah. But it's it's interesting that they threw her in there because she's another person from Sean or yeah from Sean's past, another friend, mm-hmm. and she's just moved into his neighborhood. And she tells him right they have a, a this back and forth where she tells or she says like oh you know I'm glad someone made it out or yeah. how you been and he's like I'm surviving. And then they meet the third time. Well, yeah. they do it, right? They have the same conversation three times. No, so they do it. Yeah, yeah, pretty it's much. Three times. Pretty much, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they do it three times. And I and I was and I like I said, I'm a big fan of hers anyway. So I'm like, oh, here they come. I mm-hmm. think the joke in the middle is one of the best jokes in the movie. Is when you see her show up, and then it's each her version of Sean's of party. All the people, yeah. yeah. It's like her boyfriend. It's uh, their David. Yeah, and, her and, mom. And then so that joke is pretty funny. And then she comes out in the end, and I'm just trying to think, uh, what exactly was her, per- like, what is her role in the movie? You know what I mean? Like, who is she? You think it goes beyond fan service? I think, uh, Like, they wrote the character. I can see it being fan service. Yeah. But, you know what? As I was watching it tonight, I kind of, something else hit me about the movie, and that, the mu- the movie is like Sean is looking, you know, he- they're telling him to grow as a person. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out a way to do it, but it turns out that he needs a community. He needs a friend like friendship and mm-hmm. that he can't do it alone, you know. Yeah. And she and it's proven at the end. I mean, this is sort of like um like a like a parody of like these rom-coms and the zombie movies where it's like, "Oh, these guys have to kill all the zombies and to make it out." And in the end, they end up saved by their friends, and that's what, yeah, yeah. that's how they survive. And mm-hmm. it's not just about looking out what's best for you, but it's like, oh, let's help each other. So yeah. that's kind of, and maybe that's just my version of like explaining that away. Mm-hmm. I can see it totally being like fan service too, because the army could have showed up and she couldn't have yeah, like, walked showed out. Up, yeah. But you do miss the fact that they have that conversation a third time. Yeah, and Edgar Wright. I mean, this is kind of going a little off topic, but he's really big on repetition. Oh, dude, yeah, and he does it, and it's never, and that's why I think it's a little more than fan service because it doesn't seem like he just puts something in there just to have it. It always serves a purpose. Yeah, and and yeah, I I think I think you may be right because the the arc that Sean has throughout the movie, and now that I'm thinking about it, it, it reminds me a lot of like other literature like old literature where you have like a hero's journey and then every like beginning middle and end maybe you have like a muse or somebody yeah coming in into their life and then leaving and checking up on them 
And I think at the beginning of the movie, when they when they meet, Sean is kind of preoccupied by yeah. And she asks him like, "Oh, how you like been? how you been surviving? Surviving? But he's just surviving the everyday. yeah everyday life." And then, you know, she shows up again in the middle of the movie. How you doing? Surviving? But they're like, but they're act, like they're in the midst of a zombie a zombie surviving. apocalypse. And then by the end of it, he's grown completely as yeah. a character. Um, and she asks him. Again. And she asks him again. And this time they survive. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it actually makes a lot more sense when you look at it from that perspective, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I was wondering. I was just wondering. I was like, oh, was it fan service? Yeah. Obviously, the joke. Like I said, that joke in the middle. I'll take that fan service <laughs> every day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know what? And you know what too? And this might. I just this thought came across my mind right now. But it's very. I mean, knowing that this is based off of. Resident Evil 2. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of you playing as either Claire or Leon and running into them uh, at, like at the beginning, the middle, right. and the end. That's, like, that's an interesting, like, oh, this we're playing Sean's side A. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, like, dude, I just thought about that right so now. And I. it's like, and that's not even far, like, far reaching because the, the guys, movie's based on it. Yeah. These guys, if you guys don't know, are giant nerds. Dude, huge nerds. And I know that Simon Pegg said when he wrote that. In, in the episode uh, Art, right? Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. The title? In Space. <clears throat> yeah. That he said he <clears throat> he wrote the Resident Evil joke because he wanted to have, I think he said, uh, some zombie fun. A little bit of yeah, zombie yeah, yeah. action. And so, I, dude, that would not put it past me. Mm. If I if we ever get to do a Q&A with, with those them? guys, yeah. I, we have to ask them that. That, that yeah, that's insane. She's um, even kind of... She kind of even looks a little bit like she, her hair's done up a little bit like <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. But with, besides a little popular early two thousands pump. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so let's get into that. I mean, wow, this is going pretty long, but let's get let's. Uh, I'm having fun, so let's let's uh, get into the actual movie that was the cast, and mm-hmm. now we're talking about our favorite scenes. What are your What are your favorite scenes of the movie? That was a tough one for me. Um, there's so many great scenes know, in the movie. I know. But I don't know. What about you? Um, so I was thinking about this. I wrote, I wrote a few down. Uh, the so the whole be, the whole beginning. It's a yeah. long it's a long sequence of events that starts and and just talking about the beginning of the movie. How you know you have that opening scene mm-hmm. where they're having that troubled conversation at the bar. We talked yeah. a little bit about that earlier. Um, and you're getting these great uh, readings from Nick Frost jumping in their conversation. Yeah. Diane and David talking talking with them as well. It sets up for for somebody who had never seen anything that Edgar Wright did. Yeah. The way the camera works, and I remember without knowing it when I went to film school afterwards, mm-hmm. I really started leaning on a, on like pan reveals for for comedy. Oh, okay. So you have this conversation between Sean and Liz. Yeah. And then it's not that I don't like Ed. And it's not that I don't like you. And the camera pans over, yeah. and he's sitting right there. And then it's not like I don't like Dave and Diane. And, and then it pans sitting. over, and like yeah. I, I was, I leaned on that in a lot of little short films that I did mm-hmm. when I went to film school. And it, that kind of just it, it's because Edgar Wright has this thing he does where everything the camera's moving fast paced yeah. a lot it's of always, the time. We're always all moving. the time. Yeah. So that kind of like leads you into how the how the rest of the movie's gonna work yeah not only through the visuals but through the conversation through we get the, introduced through, to the characters the, right the away. comedy yeah the dynamic um yeah so 
I hadn't thought of putting that down as like my favorite, like one of my favorite scenes, but it's it's just really really good and yeah. it's a great way to start the movie. And then on top of that, right after that conversation ends, we go through like the opening credit scenes, great. where we're looking at basically zombies before they're zombies, yeah. and you have all these people listening to music on their headphones, right. these people like on cell phones, which is funny too because to think about people on their phones in two thousand four clicking. Each number yeah, to get a fucking letter. To what we know to now. To how how stuck people are on their phones now. Yeah. It's 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 funny, but that whole opening sequence is really is really, really hilarious. Great. I think too the the in, when Sean and Ed first become aware of the zombie outbreak. Yeah. So and so I, I was gonna say uh, there's a girl in the garden. Yeah, that's that's what I wrote down. Uh, mm-hmm. A girl in the garden. A girl in the garden. And they have to go out, and um, it's just so funny. Like, I mean, not to cut you off, but yeah. just, right, Sean has come home um, after, right, after his yeah, breakup? I, 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 yeah, so he, come, he comes home. Um, sits on his couch. Mm-hmm. And how long is Ed standing? <laughs> just, <laughs> standing just there, standing there staring. Blanketed by the curtain. Yeah. A girl, there's a girl in the garden. Dude, yeah. it's so. And, I mean, uh, it's a little bit too short of a sequence, but, you know, Sean's first day after the breakup, or no, before the breakup, when he's supposed to make plans with Liz, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about it earlier. They filmed both of those scenes at the same time. Yeah, you know, day. he he mm-hmm. walks, he gives money to a homeless guy. He sees some old guy who looks half dead already. There's some guy jogging that runs past Somebody them. Somebody washing their car. Yeah, and then he goes into the to the fucking liquor store and's not really paying attention to anything that's going on around him. And then obviously when they show it again. He's hungover. He's got like yeah. tunnel vision. He's he doesn't want to pay attention to anything. He's still heartbroken from the night before. Yeah. And then he comes back to the house, and then we get the there's a girl in the garden. I just want to like really quickly say how incredible. Just it, we can't say enough good things about Edgar Wright yeah. and about Simon Pegg because the thing about movies from a story standpoint is you can't movies can't be like novels where you go into a lot of detail about a bunch of stuff because it just doesn't work in the time in the time, time frame yeah. that you did mm-hmm. so you're not supposed to waste time repeating yourself or doing anything mm-hmm. but in this movie things get repeated over all and over dialogue camera movements uh camera setups like all right. the time and it's just it works so perfectly yeah to play on a play on a joke no um oh one one more before we get to a girl in the garden um just showing him at work and yeah. showing him that he's he's the guy over the hill and he's only twenty nine. He's twenty nine, and you get that great back and forth with him and Noel. Seventeen, <laughs> seventeen, and then you, you get uh, thought you said this wasn't a social gathering, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like all that stuff. And then we meet Bill Nye in, in there. His dad, his dad. Bill Nye's reveal. I, I mentioned to you when we were watching. I was like, why did they make him turn like that? Uh, why not? <laughs> it's scary. He's menacing. And then you know his reveal as a zombie later is awesome too. Dude, yeah, because like, it's. Uh, Bill's dead. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, it's so. <laughs> and, but and, and that's that's just awesome camera work because you get the you get the awesome pan. It's reveals. great direction. Too, yeah. Right? No. No. It's it's amazing. Because you that's, got a, uh, this character. You got Bill Nye. Like, yeah. Doing this stuff. Yeah. Like oh, pivot on your foot <laughs> to spin around. Oh man. Yeah. Like it's fucking really funny. Um. Mm. And yeah, what I was saying, like the the pan reveals are funny, and then you have the like. I don't know what you would call it, but 
an obstruction reveal. So you uh-huh. have like Sean blocking Bill Nye in the car, yeah. and then he leans back and you see him, or Ed standing in front of the car that he crashed into the right. sign or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just great. So him at work was really good, and then yeah, right, uh, like we said before, the girl in the garden. Girl in the garden. So that is when they realize that yeah. there's zombies, and before that, they think that she's drunk. Yeah. And and. She tackles Sean, and he's having a good time. He starts to get a little weary of it. Yeah, he, he sees he, her eyes and everything. And then Ed runs inside to go get a camera to take a picture yeah, from Yeah, you don't know what he's running inside first for. And he comes <laughs> yeah. back, she's, and he says cheese, and they both look. Something really quick on that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they think she's drunk, and you know she's she's essentially charging at them. Yeah. In this version of zombie charging, it's a slow walk. Yeah. And they think that she's like coming on to Sean, trying to give like kiss him or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And like you said, I thought that's interesting. Where he's starting, Sean's starting to notice that there's something wrong with wrong. Her. Prior to that, up leading to that, he's all he does that so many times. I don't know if you've noticed that up until like the actual like, I guess their introduction to the zombie reveal or whatever. He notices little things because in the background, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the people entire are passing time, out. yeah, people He's are looking passing at the out. Paper. If you notice, there's a lot of noise in that first part of the movie. There's a lot of sirens are consistently going out throughout, mm-hmm. and then he's almost catching it, and then and something then gets, gets his attention. In. Yeah. So I think that's interesting uh, that here because it's the same thing. He's laughing at this very very spiritual uh, serious situation, yeah, life or death, and he catches it. And then at this point, we're so used to him just kind of like, oh, snapping back into mm-hmm. it. But he's forced, like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's forced to realize these things. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's great writing. Yeah. Because that's how you get a plot moving. Like, yo, how do these guys get out of the everyday mundane? Yeah. You have to force something on them. And it is literally like, oh, your 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 relationship is dying. Everything's dying around yeah, yeah, you. You're yeah. not willing to act. Now it's like, if you don't act, you're going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a great point, point. And, um, and that's what that's what motivates Sean to change his to change, change his, his whole life. life. And that's you know what that scene talking about that now is. I was going to mention that too is is a very important scene in the movie. Yeah, no, other than the fact is. that it's like our their introduction. The, yeah, the good um, jokes. Yeah, I mean it, it it serves a plot point service and then mm-hmm. a, a narrative service for sure. Yeah. So just talking about the scene, so you know. Ed runs in, takes a. Uh, he comes back out with the camera. Yeah. He turns your face. It's so yeah, stupid. He turns, turns your face. face, and then they take a picture. I'd love to see that photo and, develop. And then they, he gets her off of her, and he and she attacks him again, and then he pushes her, and this pole that's sit, like it goes through her torso. Yeah, it's like a sawed off uh, tether pole. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And she he, she gets <laughs> up, and you could see Sean and Ed through her torso, yeah. through her stomach. And I swear to God, man, because the the whole beginning of the movie is funny. There's yeah. jo- there's jokes in there. It's it's fu- it's fine. But I remember sitting in the theater, and when she gets up, and everybody's just like, "Oh shit!" The audience, yeah. Sean and Ed, "Oh shit!" When Ed starts winding that camera to take another picture, oh my god, oh my god, I I fucking lost it, and ever <laughs> so funny, dude. And Sean slaps him out of his hand. Yeah, like, it's so fucking hilarious. It's oh man. And then, and then right after that, uh, the other zombie shows up in the backyard. They start throwing trash at it, and then, yeah. and then they, um, the the record that was thrown out the window the night before, Ed it's throws there. it. 
they find out it breaks on the guy's face, so they get a whole bunch of them, and then they go through the whole the Batman soundtrack yeah, and throw it. Throw it. Shut it. That was Lizzie. <laughs> Dude, it's so great. Uh, yeah, and the... then and then obviously they break into the shed, they pull out their stuff, mm-hmm. and then the joke that's established way earlier on that just keeps on running is you know sean's got the red ink from work on him you yeah. got red on you and then immediately right after they kill them they go inside they watch tv and ed looks at him he's like you got you've red got red on, on you, you. <laughs> next one that i got was pretty much um i mean they kind of just keep coming right after one right after another is the plan so yeah they're like all right well, what are we gonna do we can't stay or no i have to get my mom i have to get liz so what are we gonna do and then Going to the plan. So, what's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car, we drive over to Mum's, we go in, take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, pull up, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are, and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go round Mum's, go in, deal with Philip. Sorry, Philip. Grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. In the state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Take calm, go to Mum's, kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! That sequence three times over again changes each time. First, they're going to stay, at, stay mm-hmm. at Liz's. Then they're going to stay at home. And then they're going to stay at the Winchester. Yeah. And the degree of how he goes from, I'm so sorry, Philip, <laughs> yeah. to, sorry, Philip, to, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect, dude. It's so funny. So, yeah, then then they go. They go to pick up uh, his mom. And I, this isn't one of my favorite scenes, but it's like we said earlier, you know, him and his mom have that back and forth yeah. in the kitchen, and you get that great. Did you know on several occasions when I was younger that he touched me? Yeah. And you do, you get this. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's incredible how good of a, like, I don't know. You get this profile shot of Sean, yeah. and like, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And you know, his mom's got to be upset, but to turn around, because I, I mean, I don't know what take that is or whatever, yeah. but I imagine he probably did it the same way. It's incredible. She's got his, her back turned to him when he says it, and he does this stupid look that he holds. So I can't imagine it being very easy to turn around and then Just see him look make, at making him. that face. Because... Right, because he hates Philip, so he's trying to convince yeah. his mom to leave leave him. She's asking him instead of telling her right out, like, "Hey, um, he's going to transform yeah, or whatever." He's, he's trying to ask her, "How much do you really love him?" Yeah. It seems a lot like he's bringing up a lot of like, <laughs> you know, a lot of his childhood trauma. Yeah, and then he's thinking of the worst thing he could possibly say. 
Uh, yeah, and and then and then fucking uh, when Bill Nye comes back in, he's like, yeah, yeah. like all like little jump scared dude. dude Bill Nye's so, so funny, so great at this. Oh story. yeah, he's fucking fantastic. So um, after well, I, I want to say I think it might be a little reference to space because you know he has his his relationship with Bill Nye in this movie, and it's yeah. not great. And they talk talk about how they chased him around. With a bit of wood or whatever, yeah. And then in space, they talk about Tim's stepdad, and he's like, "My stepdad was a nice guy." And then they nice. they reenact that scene from The Shining. <laughs> yeah. He's chasing him with the fucking axe. So I don't know. I just I thought about that. I mean, there's. I mean, really quick. I know there's like a bunch of space references. You caught the one where Pete. Oh uh, yeah, about what he's like, "Dumb high, yeah. dumb high," which is Dwayne Benzi. Yeah, a line that he says. The line in he it. says in it. Yeah, um, and then you. Uh, Right after that, uh, basically, I mean, it's a little jumbled when they pick up Liz. That kind of slows things down a bit, and there's mm-hmm. not much that happens there. Obviously, there's always some good dialogue, little jokes here and yeah, there that are more, always good. Some more. Um... Oh, and then and then also uh, the just the drive over to yeah. to pick up Liz, and then the drive to um, by the time. Uh, Bill Nye's pretty much on his way out. Yeah. He gets bit on the neck when they're when they're leaving the house. And he's bleeding to death, and uh, you get this. I, I'm telling you, man, it's just, dude. Ed is such a dickhead yeah, in this he movie. Is. He's driving super fast. He's purposely running over yeah, people. Yeah, he is. He's, um, he's turning into the zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and he's playing this loud ass music. And Bill Nye, he's, dri- bleed- he's driving uh, Bill's Bill, car. Bill's car, yeah. His and, Jaguar. And he's um, Bill Nye's bleeding out, and then you get this really wholesome moment between Bill Nye and Simon Pegg, where yeah. Uh, his dad um his dad tells him that he loved him his whole life yeah and he just wanted him to be a good man and then he dies and you have Simon Pegg you know break down in tears mm-hmm. and then he has to tell his mom that tell his mom that he's he uses the word uh he's gone philip philip's gone gone she, where where's he gone yeah where's it's he like gone? no mom he's dead no he isn't and then you get that reveal of him and he's like yeah dude that reveal and then they can't and then and me. see that's a there's another awesome like Chekhov's gun where you you show something and then it has to have a purpose later yeah. before all that happens when they have to pick up liz they were they say oh the fucking yeah. child locks are on so once Philip turns into a zombie. They can't get out. Yeah, Ed's not pulling his weight. Liz has to come around the other side and, and let them out. And then she she looks at Ed. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, eh. <laughs> I thought that was great for her. Um, yeah. So that that that's whole sequence is really good. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I wrote down the walk. So pretty much the walk the, from the there. The alleyway. The walk from there to the Winchester. There's a lot of good stuff in that scene. Yeah, they're they're walking. You get the first joke that plays throughout the Cornetto trilogy, like you never taken a shortcut oh, before and right. just hop the over the hop. hop over the fences. Mm-hmm. And then you get the attack after Sean's mom goes missing. Right. And then you know there's a fight. David and Ed aren't doing shit about it, and no. and Diane and and Liz are trying to help him out. And they're doing a little stabby motion. <laughs> yeah, they, they they pin they pin the zombie to. To um the tree. The tree. Yeah. And then you get this this uh this little argument that they have because <laughs> Captain Wow led them over there yeah. and then Sean finds out and that and that's just such a great shot too where 
you, you're steady on Sean, and then he walks up a fucking kid slide. It doesn't cut at all to like what no, he sees or anything. The bottom of his feet. And then he just walks back down. Yeah. He's like, "Are there, are there any over there? Yes. How many? Lots. Yeah. And so they're all really flustered and upset. And this is one of the things that I was talking about earlier, where you're presented with the an opposite, like I, I don't know what you would call it, it's opposite uh, like plot device, mm-hmm. and then you. Do the exact the exact opposite of something. You presented one thing and you do the exact opposite. Yeah. So they're all they're all arguing about it, and David's being a little fucking twat like yeah. he always is. And somebody says to him, I can't remember if it's Diane or if it's Liz. Uh, we're not going to get anywhere by moaning. Yeah. And then Sean's like, Wait a minute. And, and he then he Diane, and he looks yeah. at Diane, and then she's like, it's like her like little time to shine. She's, she, right, she's uh, she's, she's, she's an, like actress, an actress. Yeah, Sean earlier says I never said I never said a... Diane was a failed actress. <laughs> <laughs> then she they have this zombie pinned to the to the tree, and then she goes into her little spiel about how to, how, act. How to act like a zombie. Right, that's all. Shake out, get nice and limber, or not. Now, take another look at the way he moves. Remember, Diane, almost like sleepwalking. Look at the face. It's vacant with a hint of sadness. A drunk who's lost a bed. Okay, let's try, shall we? Liz. Mm. Nice, good vocal work. Okay. Barbara, that's excellent. Sorry, dear, I was miles away. Daphs? Uh. Come on. Uh. Okay, it's mournful, sorrowful. You dead and you ate it. Go. Uh. Ed. I'll do it on the night. This is the night. <sighs> what is that? What about yours? Hey? Who died in my G fucking king of the zombies? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Right. Let's all try it together, shall we? One, two, three. Yeah. And then she says the lines like, look at the, the expression of his eyes. Vacant. Uh, and kind of sad, like a drunk that's lost a bed. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> and then, the, and then all three, like all the rest of them, go through their, their um, fucking the portrayals of a zombie. Of a zombie yeah. And the mom is just like mortified, not thinking about it because she, we, she's just been bit. Yeah, but and we, we don't might, know we yet. might be suspect of it, but we don't know. Yeah, for, we don't for know. certain. So that, Barbara, that's great. And she's like, "I'm sorry, dear. I was miles <laughs> up." So yeah, and uh, that that scene is just really, really funny. And then they use that. To get through zombies on the street to try and get inside the Winchester. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah, so... I'll do it the night of. This is the <laughs> night of. <laughs> so, which is an odd expression, but I, I like I knew what he meant. Yeah, it's but, like an actor. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, I'll do it the night of, yeah. But, um... It's Ed, interesting. Ed says that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then right afterwards, they make it into the Winchester after David throws a fucking trash can through the mm-hmm. window, which leaves them exposed. And then you get another another little. This isn't one of my favorite scenes, but you get another little thing where Sean is going after Ed because he just keeps fucking up. And then yeah. you see how Sean's character is changing a lot, yeah. and like how he wants to be a better person because he needs to be, right? Yeah, it's, in order to survive, the circumstances are the calling for him to to change, yeah, to and step up, and he's realizing that Ed is not pulling his weight. Yeah, like, and like he's at all, get them killed. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I. Th- think the movie gets very very um because a lot of a lot of the 
movie before they get to the Winchester, it, it moves around a lot. They're in different settings mm-hmm. the whole time. And then it kind of gets a little quiet, especially before Sean comes back. Yeah. And then I think going forward, after they let John out of the room, yeah. and then the whole queen the whole queen thing starts happening and they start beating him up. That's probably like one of the more rewatchable scenes because from then there going forward, things just keep heightening Escalate, and yeah. escalating until the movie's over pretty much. It is, yeah. Um, so that's almost like a whole scene of itself, even though it's like the last like 20 minutes of the movie maybe or maybe like 15 yeah. minutes of the movie. But yeah, th- that scene's really, really funny. Yeah. David, kill the queen. What? Yeah. The, the jukebox. The jukebox. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it's just a great device to use while you guys are like, because they're in synchronization. Like they're yeah. in sync beating this dude up. Queen's playing. Spinning around. Yeah, him. like all around him. David's trying to flip the fuses, yeah. trying to kill there's, the Queen. Yeah, and then there's fucking zombies outside. With their hands it. raised. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Don't Stop Me Now is playing, for those who haven't seen it. I know a little bit of background that they wrote that scene specifically with that song in mind. Uh-huh. But apparently that they, they said that they filmed it with another song, uh-huh. just in case. Yeah. And one of the members of Queen, I can't remember who, he went on to say that re- that introduced Queen to a lot of new fans. Oh, I bet. So they played that song. Kind of came back nice. and hit the charts afterwards. And uh, I was just always wondering what was he? Th- what would he think when he's watching <laughs> that movie? Right? Because there's two Queen songs in that movie, isn't there? Uh, yeah, the uh, "You're My Best Friend" and uh, yeah. "Don't Stop Me Now." That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we get, and then right after all that, we go into Sean's mom dying, I, which is, a, I think, is a is a pretty powerful scene. In yeah, itself. you get, you get. You get some really good stuff from Simon Pegg in that scene. From Simon Pegg, from yeah. Barbara, yeah. even from uh, David. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody in, in those scenes are really good, and and it's played. It's it's really sad, you know. It's mm-hmm. and and Simon Pegg's. You believe his, You believe him completely, but there's still this like nonstop underling of comedy like yeah. you don't want to bring it down too much because you have the like the standoff where they're handing bottles to each other yeah and then you get dave <laughs> get a mexican standoff she's going to change. You know I'm right. And when she does, she'll come back and she'll kill all of us. That's what your ex can't seem to realize. That's what this is about, isn't it? It's just, it just, he doesn't like me. He's always hated me and now he wants to shoot my mom. She's not. You never thought I deserved her, that I was good enough. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. We all know you're in love with Liz. That is not true. Yes, it is. That is not true. Yes, it is. What? I know you only hung out with me at college to get close to Liz, and when she knocked you back, I was there to pick up the pieces. I've come to terms with that, Dad. Why can't you? Lizzie, I want you to know that my feelings for you have always been essentially... David, please, there are slightly more pressing matters at hand here. Yeah, like the fact that Daphs is pointing a gun at my mum. I'm not the one who's being unreasonable, Pico. For Christ's sake, she's not dead. She's finished. For a hero, you're quite a hypocrite. You're the one that's gone from being a chartered accountant to Charlton Heston. I'm not a chartered accountant. Well, you look like one. Yeah. I'm a lecturer. You're a twat. Yeah. She's not your mum anymore. In a minute, she'll be just another zombie. Don't say that! We're not using the said word! Please, can we just calm the fuck down? 
Yeah, you get David fucking, I'm not a chartered accountant. Yeah. Why you look like one? Yeah. yeah. Even if you are being a twit. Yeah. Because yeah. David, right? It's David pointing. Barbara's already, she's dead. She's so dead. She's died. She hasn't turned yet. But he doesn't want her to. And so it's what, well, yeah, we talked about earlier. She's pointing the gun. He's pointing the gun at her. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg has the broken bottle to his throat. Yeah. Ned does. Diane says this isn't quite fair. So yeah. Ned politely hands her a broken <laughs> and bottle. And then grabs a corkscrew. <laughs> grabs a corkscrew. <laughs> and then, you're right. There's some great, yeah. <laughs> and it's like all these characters, it's uh, all the, con- like the, the passive aggressiveness is kind of, it's kind of gone away. Everything yeah. Is kind Everything's of coming out. out. Yeah. Uh, they, they revealed, I mean, they admit that David's in love with, yeah, with that Liz. He, and then, uh, Sean, he he's t- saying like, oh, he just wants to shoot my mom because he doesn't like me. Yeah. Ned's true friend, he's he's backing up despite like him pulling down Sean. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. there right in his corner, mm-hmm. and and despite his sexual attractiveness to to Diane, he understands that that was you know his mom. So yeah, he's ready to to take out David with a corkscrew and <laughs> and then oh man, yeah. And then you get these really sentimental moments. I know we talked about it earlier. Yeah. David. You, you get David's all, almost, redemption, almost redemption, and then yeah, that's that whole part. It's I mean, from the the Queen to the emotional part of him dying, David freaking out because he just tried to shoot Sean, yeah. and then he tries to leave. Like he's, that's the most rational thing that he could come up with is like I got to get out of here because I can't. He's I panicking. Can't, yeah, I can't, I can't deal like with face the fact that I almost killed somebody. Yeah. And then he's about to get his fucking redemption, he, and then he, he gets pulled hor- out of the He's a pretty window. horrible death for being a pacifist, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but just to show, <laughs> if you don't want to hold a gun, if you don't want to use your gun, you're going to get torn to shreds. Yeah, and uh, so that, that, when he gets pulled out and the way he dies and everything, it's obviously the movie's called Shot on the Dead. Yeah. And it is um, a reference to George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and highly, highly... Um, influenced by night of living dead dawn of the dead and that death particularly is famous from day of the dead yeah um where the asshole antagonist character in the that one of the movie, soldiers right yeah yeah he opens up a door and there's like a shitload of zombies he's torn they, apart like they, that they to- they, yeah they tore him apart just like that um and that's a reference to that for sure yeah um but yeah i think from then on you know the the rest of the movie's super good yeah but it's uh, it's just kind of winding down. Yeah, you get Ed is bit. You, you get that. Yeah, Ed's bit. They have to go into the into the cellar, which I thought was a reference to Evil Dead. Right, the cellar looks almost the same. The top of the oh, door. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I mean, when they were like, oh, we have to go into the cellar. Maybe, maybe. And yeah, I feel it I, under the carpet. I mean, they're huge Evil Dead fans. I mean, Sam Raimi and yeah. Evil Dead fans, so that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then you know, you get that nice. We were talking about it earlier. You get that nice little emotional. Um, part between Sean and Ed where he's yeah. telling him like nah man like leave, like, me, like go. leave me you gotta gotta leave me if you wanna survive and then and, and it's just it's just um, the levels of storytelling that you get from that type of yeah that type of writing it, it's just it's just really good and because and, and in an everyday world <clears throat> where there aren't zombies he would have to leave Ed to try and be a yeah. better man and like take care of himself um and in this situation he is forced to leave ed if he wants to survive yeah. and and it's still he doesn't want to it ed has to tell him yeah because it's right i think one of the elements of this movie is 
the rational versus the emotional. Mm -hmm. And we see it play out entirely. Like the things that these people should be doing, they don't do. You know what I mean? Like, oh. And then they, they want to say, excuse me, even when they are doing the rational thing, it doesn't always play out, right? Like, so Sean comes up with a plan. Um, he's trying to be like a good leader, thinking what's best for the crew, but his emotions are always in, kind of get in his way, yeah. you know? But they're ultimately what um, saves him in the end because he, you know, or saves him as a character in the end because you're right, like Pete, this is, well, like anybody else would have left Ed behind. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, this is, this is my friend. Him, the fact that he went to go pick up Liz again. Yeah. And everybody's telling him, like, dude, she dumped you already. Why? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, I have to go do it. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, and then we have, like, what Sean and, and Liz, they have their rekindling. Yeah, I actually, I had um, noticed uh, when, when Sean leaves before he comes back inside the Winchester, you know, David's going on this rent and he's, you know... Describing Sean as Sean has been acting, yeah. how Liz knows why she broke up with him and everything, and she's getting really upset because I mean, obviously, he's not making this situation any better, and also he's like, yeah, she he's bashing Sean, and she knows he's he's right, yeah. And then he goes in this whole thing like, why? Because he promised, he promised he's gonna come yeah. back and blah, blah blah. And then he's throwing those fucking corn nuts and shit, and then Sean's hand comes in and he grabs it, yeah. and in that scene. You they show Kate Ashfield and you see her face and immediately immediately you're like oh you could kind of tell she's like falling back in love with with him right there that he's because yeah and that he she can trust she can trust she's starting to trust him again yeah as as a person because he's he's um well he's right because it I think this movie is a lot about action like not necessarily action scenes but it's about your it's about words versus action yeah and then sean is always promises. his promises but he's always failed in the action yeah part. and so like we said it's like the 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 plot points in this movie are forcing sean to act yeah and i think that's where she you know and like we said later he promises i'll be back you know mm-hmm. and he's come through with it he's actually showed up and you could see in her face which i think is great acting great directing that she's relieved and she does it through like just a small smile that's revealed. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then she, like her immediately her tone with him when they start talking again, she's like, "Oh, you're back." And yeah, blah, blah, you're blah. back. Like, you and tell. It, it, even in the end, dude. To be honest, I mean, this sounds pretty like morbid, but the act of killing her and him is kind of an act of um, what would you call that? Um, yeah, they're doing it out of love and um, so that they don't have to like they don't have to endure by being eaten alive. And it's an ultimate act of love i guess yeah yeah and then and then you know what sean says he doesn't even know if he could do that he doesn't know if he can shoot yeah he's like oh i don't know if i have it in me to shoot my mom my best friend and my girlfriend all in the same day day. you know what's funny and i'm not going to drag this into into too long but we could if we ever do a sean of the dead podcast part two (laughs) but the elements and the archetypes that we see in rom-coms are all in there right so uh he wins the girl back yeah but there's the commentary in there because it's it's a parody of rom coms. Yeah. Brought by Ed. I mean, right uh, today wouldn't be socially acceptable. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when he, him and, and when Sean and Liz are, are rekindling and you can tell they're back in love, 
What it, Ned, uh, it says, you know what? I'd rather be shot. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like those I cheesy think I moments. I want to get shot. And he yeah. notices something earlier when he, uh, I can't remember, he mentions something about Liz earlier and he's like, gay. Oh, no. It's because he's like, wow, well, why do we have to go get Liz? Because I love her. Yeah, I love All her. All right. Right? And that's, and that's an element of, uh, of, of the rom com. It's like, oh, the irrationalness of yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Just, I have to go save her. Yeah, you have to chase her at the airport. And then, like, yeah, yeah, and it's just like they poke fun of it throughout the movie, but you could, I could see that they like it. Yeah. And they're fans of it. You know what I what I noticed since we're at the end of the movie now? Um, so they say goodbye to Ed, and then they take the lift up to the mm-hmm. street. I never, like, I've seen this movie a million times. Yeah. But today, watching it, like, the amount of time that they spend on showing the shoulders just fucking lighting up all those I zombies. know. I was like, I, was, I don't remember this being that excessive. No, they went full out, like, <laughs> because, so something interesting about that, and it, it leads up to this, is they were saying, like, oh, what makes this a realistic, like, zombie movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, it's a parody, but... It, they were saying like, oh, in in the real world, you wouldn't have access to these assault weapons. Yeah. Maybe if you live out in the Inland Empire of California, maybe <laughs> the cachet, but the average place doesn't. Yeah. And so what do they have? They have like that old rifle from the 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them know how to use it. Yeah. They miss. The only time zombies are getting shot is by accident yeah. when the box of shells catches yeah, fire. Give us a fucking break. Give us a fucking break. And then so at the end, they were like, oh, you want... They're like, oh... You need these crazy action scenes in the zombie movie. Yeah. So we're going to give it to you. <laughs> and we're going to fucking lay it on, dude. You're right. Because it cuts. It's, a, it's just nonstop. And Nobody just, reloading. And, and, and then, and, yeah, I know. And, then, and that's the thing, too, is like by this time, it's on the news. Remove the head. Destroy the brain. But they're just blindly fucking just lighting. Some of them are, are just literally <laughs> bashing the zombies with their guns. <laughs> like, dude. Dude, it's so good. But no, it's, it's even, really. Even a. Uh, uh, What's her name in the movie? Yvonne? They call her Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn, yeah. 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 She gets J- a Jessica hit. Hines. Yeah, because yeah. she comes back. She gets a hit in a zombie yeah, yeah, with yeah. her stupid golf club before. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, this is what you guys came to see. Not yeah. this cheesy love crop. <laughs> Remember, it's a zombie <laughs> yeah. movie. Like, you know. But, uh, yeah, and then it's great, like we said, that Vaughn shows up again. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it, there's that, that Resident Evil yeah. similarity. They and then also, the, like, the narratively, she she's there to see... Sean's growth. There you go. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Hmm. And to see that they're like, I mean, the sequence of events that would follow up that is they would be together for a while. Yeah. Um, and they would probably tell her everything that just went went on, and yeah. she's gonna tell them like, oh, everybody in my party died or something. Yeah. Like, oh, who is it? Just you two? Yeah. And they say yeah, yeah. or yes, and then it's she's like, like I'm glad I'm somebody, glad somebody made, it. made it, which is the third time. Yeah, she, she says, says it. That, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. That's pretty much. Uh, so, if you had to pick one of the scenes, like, what's your what's your favorite? Ooh. Your play it again, man scene. My play it again, again, man scene. Um, I think personally, I think Barbara's death, mm. leading up to the death of David, is probably my favorite <laughs> scene. Um, yeah. For the for the jokes that are in there, and then for the really like endearing parts of the movie. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, I, it, it <laughs> right after the queen scene. So um, I would have to say that for now. Sure. It might change later. Yeah, I think I think mine has changed over the years because before it was always a girl in the garden. Yeah, because 
I'm I'm telling you, I j- I'll just never forget the. It's a great if you haven't the, seen Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, watch the clip of that scene. Yeah, and and I'm telling you, I'll never forget how hard I fucking laughed when when Ed starts winding that camera Dude, up again. I was and doing for that today, and, yeah. and like I said in the last episode, so one percent of our audience is between the ages of eighteen and mm-hmm. and twenty two. Um, so for those kids that don't know, you used to have to. Buy disposable cameras, and you used to have to wind them up well, you know, and those, take pictures. Of those them. kind of cameras, those uh, disposable cameras, are back in. Uh, yeah, I gotta find a place I can develop some film I found. But um, yeah, so if I had if I had to pick, um, like I said a long time ago, I would have probably done Girl in the Garden. It's really good. But I'm watching it tonight. I was really fond of the like the walk to the Winchester. Yeah, so it's a great walk. So leaving the car after Philip's dead, mm-hmm. um, running into Vaughn and her her party, um, and then the little fight in the garden, yeah. and then the acting the acting uh, lesson by by the, the, dude the step up on that on that kiddie pool yeah. the little ladder is dude it's gold it's gold yeah. just the the choice to not cut from that yeah. just just have that there it's just genius lots. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so those are our favorite scenes. Who's your favorite character in this movie? It, I, I would have to say it's Sean. I like that might be the safest way. But yeah, I think Sean's character. It's it was really relatable to me. I a lot of people in like the early twenties when you're not quite sure mm-hmm. where you're going in life and you feel stagnated. Um, so he really hit with me. I think I just loved his uh, his character arc yeah really like you see him progress um he has some of the best lines and i think he's like a flawed hero and that i really respect because it's you know it's a lot harder to be a good person if you don't have flaws even in the end it's just you know he moves on from ed and then later you find out that he goes back for ed which i think is in those extras oh yeah yeah, yeah. he actually goes back to ed and he has them in he has them chained up in his in his shed. shed playing video games so it's like oh you know you're you grow but it's not as clean cut yeah whatever and i think that flaw the the mixture of being a flawed hero just great acting by simon pegg Mm -hmm. the jokes that are in there um yeah i I would have to say sean yeah i definitely have to say sean too he's just i mean a lot of it's a tribute to simon pegg as an actor um but like you said, uh, there's something really endearing about Sean, yeah. and he seems even in a normal in a normal world where there's no zombies, he just seems like somebody I'd like to be friends with. Yeah, he seems he, like a he, great. He just seems like a funny dude. Yeah, he's not perfect, but yeah. he's a he's he's a laugh. He's good to be at a yeah. bar with and everything. Um, and obviously, his growth as a character from beginning to end is is really nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a definite Sean for yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. Um, Who's your least favorite character? It has to be David. I mean... I, but they did it on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I was watching it today when he's trying... He mentions, like, oh, when he's he throws the the trash can and yeah. through the window and shatters it. And they're asking him about it. And he's like, well, I was trying to be proactive. And I was like, dude, you're such an asshole in this movie. And even when you're being proactive, you're making, like, the worst mistake. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like we said, they wrote him like that on purpose. purpose. Like ah, he's just so negative throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then it's oh, that shot in Freud when he's just torn in half is just 
<laughs> he has to be because every other character I like, I don't dislike any other character. You, in that you movie. know, you know. Um, I mean, I like him. I like him in the movie. No, too. and that's and that's that's the trouble I, I have with saying he's my least favorite character. Yeah, it has nothing to do be- with because yeah, the bits that he has and the and the way that. Um, Dylan Moran plays him. It's it's so good, so funny. Yeah, you need him in there. Um, but obviously he's a he's a twat. Yeah, you need to hate you need to hate that guy. Like you know, and they did a great job of it. It yeah. has nothing to do with like the casting choice. Yeah, uh, his dialogue is it. It's all done purposefully. Yeah, yeah. It's it's re- it's really good. It's well, re- he's really a, funny. He's, he's a no, he is a yeah. in there. Yeah, <laughs> you you love to hate him. Is, yeah, is what it is. So yeah, so those are our, our favorite and least favorite characters yeah. for the so movie. So it's David for you too. David for me it has too. To be, yeah. I I honestly no yeah I think yeah David for me. There there's something about his mom that kind of pisses me off a little bit. I can see that. Um, but. Not enough, not enough to to change my mind. Because yeah. um, she's doing it out of love. Yeah, yeah. David's actions are done through jealousy. Yeah, he, he's, does, he's he's purposely jealous. trying to make like Sean said, look bad all the time. Even when he's trying to be the leader, it's doing it because of Sean. Yeah, he's either and then like we said, he's doing the rational thing, aiming the gun, saying that they should kill Sean's mom. But it's like, Dad, yeah. you're such an asshole. Yeah. All right, well, we've come to the point where we have to ask the tough questions. And technically, these do have prequels and sequels. There's mm-hmm. a comic book about Mary, the girl in the garden. Yep. And obviously, the little comics we're talking about, about what happens afterwards. Um, but if it had to happen <clears throat> in a real sense, like a movie, would you want to see a sequel, a prequel, or a remake of this movie? Okay, definitely not a remake. Um, I would probably want to see... Hmm, this is tough. Because, so I imagine a prequel of this movie pretty similar to Spaced, right? You yeah. Got, you got, you're going to get, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get Sean and Ed, and even a little bit, maybe we get like Adventurous Pete in there, too, yeah, 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 living yeah. in a flat. It would be, and then you get Jessica Hines, yeah, Spawn yeah. coming in. Um, so I might lean that way just because I want more space. Yeah. No, and and see that's what what's what's funny too is like imagine taking a concept for a movie and it doesn't even have to be Shaun of the Dead of any movie that like the call to action something insane like fantastical happens yeah. and then making a prequel where none of that is none in that it happens. and it's just about the characters that you liked and trying to make that a successful And it's funny that because you you're like oh shit, you know what it's going to lead to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what the but to be honest, uh, a sequel world, you don't get Ed, you just get zombie Ed. Yeah, yeah. Unless they did something crazy like oh cure. But it would be interesting. Or, or to like see. like I mean because it's so it's so much based on the of the Dead series like Dawn yeah. of the Dead and oh, everything. That they so they start getting smarter and start getting able to talk in those movies. So if we did get a sequel, maybe Ed can okay. like I'm in on that. Speak like the Hulk uh, does, <laughs> you know. And we just get uh, oh, this is a Professor Zombie, Ed. <laughs> uh, dude. But you know what? It would be interesting to see a sequel because the so six months after what they call it Z Day yeah, or whatever. Z-Day. Zombies are still around. Yeah, but there's a bunch of them. They're they're being used for a society, like entertainment, and for the workforce. So you think that right? So you get these characters. These characters grow right, but society turns right back to its shit self. <laughs> yeah, the the zombies are like contestants in these like game shows. Yeah, yeah. we're Wipe all out laughing at yeah. them. 
that uh, the news anchor, I'm sure, has like a, a book coming yeah, out yeah, about yeah. the zombies. So it'd be a pretty funny world to see like afterwards. Yeah. Um, and then like if you're right, if it's like the dead series and to see some of these guys evolve, um, what would happen next? Yeah. Know? So um, aliens come out. <laughs> which is actually a real movie but we'll get into that later um whatchamacallit uh so i would say never never a remake of this no. movie and it, it's crazy because you know me and jason this is our our fifth episode so far mm-hmm. um we didn't really touch on it on scream because scream has a bunch of sequels yeah but all the three previous movies before that we've just said prequel every time yeah. because we kind of didn't want to see a like a lead up i think i think on total recall i was like oh what if like you get a movie where fucking arnold wakes up and he's still at recall and fucking none of that shit happened and a bunch of other stuff but mostly everything we're like oh we should prequels 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 but this one talking about it like in that context i think you know what it would make like make a good sequel okay i have the alternative sequel and this is the shortcut okay the events of that day, but you get Vaughn's <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah. That's a side B. That's like, what I want to see. Shaun of the Dead, side B. Yeah, Vaughn of the Dead or yeah. whatever. Dude, oh, her name's that similar. was fucking perfect. Yeah. Vaughn of the Dead. So, I mean, yeah, that, I would love to that see that. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Edgar Wright, you heard it here first. Fucking get it done, boy. Yep. Just kidding. Don't Don't hate me. Do it. Don't hate me, don't hate me, sir. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> this is by far our longest podcast. Um, it was really, really fun. I want to thank you, Jerry Rojas, for filling in for Jason while he was away. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll see you at the movies, guys. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>